first watch. I didn't watch all three of them till today, uh, right before this when we were reviewing them. But I had seen the snake one. Zach, don't give away our secrets. We don't. We we researched this a lot beforehand. Mm-hmm. A we lot of content I, and reviews. I, you know, we, we don't do it right before the call. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. Anyways. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Uh, Trent here, back again for another episode of Salad this week. Excited to uh, crack open the old plastic seal on that bagged salad you got at Target <laughs> at 8.43 at night because you wanted to be healthy for dinner. And, uh, you know, we're going to dive in today. We're going to dive in. We're sprinkling in the uh, the croutons right now, and we're ready to dish it out. So we got Zach and Cole with us as well. And uh, let's get into it. How are you guys doing? Doing well. I am doing doing just fine. Feeling fine, yeah. Feeling feeling good uh, as I should, you know. I think, uh... <laughs> Ooh, uh, don't say any more because copyright. <laughs> I was gonna say I feel like this is the first time I've really felt. Well, no, not the first time, but I feel like the fires here in California have really been kind of a thing. I don't know, Trent. I I feel like the the sky has been especially gray, and I've had especially hard time breathing. But it's it's been smoky. It hasn't been too bad downtown, uh, but maybe that's also because I wear a mask now when I walk to the store. This is true. <laughs> uh, I, I did. I had Friday. I had PTO and I went. I had a couple like EPs I bought from like like a few years ago that like I don't have any like I don't have a CD player yet. So I went put them in my car and just drove down PCH listening to them. And I did notice the farther up I got. Uh, like towards Ventura, a thousand oaks, it, it was starting to get noticeably smokier, which was interesting. But I feel like downtown LA, I, I haven't really noticed it too much. It's been pretty yeah. crazy. The sunsets, it's when like the, you know, it, it's the mo- the sun is like blood red, but it's still up in the sky and it feels like, I don't know, vampires are about to like hop out or some, some shit yeah, like, like that. Yeah, some blood bending's <laughs> about to go on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Great reference, Trent. Oh, hey, man. Legend of Korra is out, too. Got to watch it. I know. I haven't watched Legend of Korra, so I might be watching that soon. I was going to tell you guys, in terms of Arizona, um, I think yesterday was the first day in like three weeks that was under 110 degrees. So that was uh, quite refreshing. But I know we broke a record for the most days over 110 degrees in a row here. Yeah, it was at 37. uh, Yeah, it was something wild. I don't know what I don't know what cold feels like anymore. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just hope that AC doesn't break. <laughs> yeah, I'll be done for. You'll catch me in LA in record time when the, when the AC breaks. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Oh my god, just jumping into the ocean. Um, well, let's jump into it here too. So we've got two things on deck for you today with bite-sized takes. We've got uh, set app. With Droga5 London, uh, which if you don't know what setup is, I forgive you, but you're going to know. You're going to find out. And uh, we've also got uh, Fortnite's 1984 parody, which how could we not? We're a little bit behind on that, but we've also been a little bit behind on life. (laughs) Um, We're going to dig into both of those. There's kind of a little bit chunkier takes with each of them. So we'll get into those. And then, you know, back here again in two weeks, uh, we will get back into things again. So without further ado, let's talk setup. Um, directed by Jeff Lowe with Biscuit and uh, created by Droga5 London. 
it's really the first major marketing push for this this app subscription service, which is really only a few years old. I believe I believe three years old, and uh, it's a subscription service designed to help people complete tasks. Um, so they have like you you pay a monthly fee and you get access to like over a hundred different productivity apps and services to kind of like help you get what you need to do done. But the concept, the kind of insight around this campaign is, you know showing the kind of the perils of not finishing what you started and then positioning setup as like don't let that happen do this it almost in a way reminds me of the old uh was it the direct tv ads where it was like when you don't get direct tv this happens and then this happens and then this happens it's not quite the oh, same yep. yeah it's not quite the same but it's that same kind of concept of like pitting one thing against like the it's the the action and the result mm-hmm. um but there's three spots so far which have all been pretty freaking awesome first one is a uh, a man has a phobia of snakes so he's at a, a kind of a what do you call the people who wiggle the watch in front of you and make hypnotist you, yeah hypnotist <laughs> yeah my mind just went straight to the scooby-doo episode of like him and like the, the, the rotating eyes anyway uh yeah the hypnotist makes him think he's a snake so that he doesn't feel fear of snakes and he's like once i snap my fingers you'll be back to normal uh, but then he gets a phone call and has to walk away to to take it. And then he kind of just slides off the couch while the wife looks concerned and kind of like very slowly kind of wiggles himself across off screen. <laughs> and it just sees him continuing to live like a snake. He's at the office crawling on the floor. He's like lifting up with his <laughs> knees, using his face to try and get a snack out of the vending machine. Ends with him sleeping on a tree log thing in a giant human sized like terrarium. Uh, and then the, the the uh, the the kind of the kicker on all of these is their their uh, kind of spokesperson pops up at the end and is like we've all been there just like in a very straight laced kind of voice tone and then talks about set app and uh, you know these go on there's one that talks about a uh, um a a wife who loses her husband to a magic trick and spends the rest of her life trying to find him <laughs> there's there's one that has a, um, what was it? I'm trying to pull it up here again. Oh, the hide and seek. Yeah. Kid um, goes hide and seek in the closet. Family forgets about him. The hide and seek game never finishes. It's an apocalyptic world. The building's destroyed a hundred years later and he's still there. Gray beard and everything. <laughs> um, so pretty good. And like, I, I feel like I got to give a major shout out to Droga on this because it's awesome. And I, I think it's a, it's a really unique way of kind of, introducing a product that not a lot of people know and i think for getting getting awareness of it i think it does a perfect job do i want to know more about it yeah but that's not really the purpose of of these ads the purpose is to to get me aware of it and thinking of it get me interested in looking at it later you know and and i think it nailed it for that but um toss it over to you zach to bite into this to bite into this with my snake fangs (laughs) (laughs) oh two different bite noises um, but you know (laughs) these are these are funny i i remember first watch i didn't watch all three of them till today uh right before this when we were reviewing them but i had seen the snake one. zach don't give away our secrets we don't we we researched this a lot beforehand a lot of content reviews you know we we don't do it right before the call (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um anyways (laughs) <laughs> um, and, and, and kind of to your point, like you said, like this is, I think it's been a long time since I've actually watched something that was genuinely funny that like actually evoked laughter out of me. And that first snake spot, when I saw it earlier this week, 
did exactly that. Like, yeah. What was the, the last one? Like your, your cousin him. from Boston. Yeah, that might <laughs> that might have been it. Um, but yeah, it's been a while since I've since I've just genuinely laughed, and this is this is one of those spots where it's just it's hilarious. Like watching this dude as a snake and just going through all of these tribulations. I'm I'm referring to that one because that's my favorite, so I'm gonna start there. But uh, like, he, 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 there's this one point when he's in a game show, and it's like oh, the, yeah. the, the game question. It's like he's up there, you know, on yeah. the podium. And the game question is like, what sound does a snake make or something? And he hits the button with his head because obviously he still can't. It was, use it his was arm. a tire like, losing air. Or what yeah. is it? Yeah, what is it? What 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 sound, what sound does a tire, tire losing, losing air, air make? <laughs> and he hits the button with his head, and he's like, hiss. Also, I'm pretty sure that's the only time he speaks during his yeah. entire time. Yeah. As a snake. <laughs> and it's just, I mean, they're just so funny because it, it's got this nice like build up of uh, like dramatic irony because you know what's about to happen you know the second that he like hypnotizes him to a snake and his phone rings you know that for the next minute you're going to be watching this person be left as a snake and same with like the hide and seek you know right away that he's going to be stuck there the whole time like you that idea is established up front and the joy comes from watching that play out this guy's a snake now and you get to see him live his life as a snake this person is stuck behind this curtain in a game of hide and seek and you get to watch the entire world go to shit you know behind him as he's still hiding behind the curtain aging drastically you watch this person disappear from this magician's magic box knowing that he's disappeared and not coming back and you watch the chaos that ensues as as his wife tries to fight for justice and figure out how to find him and bring him back to this world etc like you just get so much joy it's not out a of magic that. trick uh-huh. It's abduction. <laughs> <laughs> and I think what it I think it like you like you said, Trent, it's it's just a perfect introduction to helping you understand the what set app will help you do. I would have liked to see a little bit more description of what the app actually offers. Um, I think I've got a good understanding of what it does, but since I know nothing about the product, I don't know if that's quite enough to get me to want to learn more about it. Just yeah, because I would also like a little bit of like, okay, so what actually it's 90, I get that it's 90 apps, but I don't get a lot of like what they're going to help me with. Like I, I get the under the overarching, um, you know, they're going to make, what is it? The, 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 the line that he says at the end, I forget exactly what it is. Like I understand the overarching idea of how they're going to help me, but I'd like to know or what they're going to, I know how they're going to help me, but I don't know what they're going to help me do. And I'd like a little bit more of the, what they're going to help me do. Yeah, I mean, I think like advertising in a way is a little bit like shopping at Costco, you know, like everything has a different purpose. And I think these types of ads are meant to be that little sampler you grab uh, from the nice lady at the cart or the nice guy at the cart. (laughs) And, uh, you know, you have the sample, you realize, damn, this is pretty good. Maybe it's just because I'm hungry, but I'm enjoying it. And then you go look at the cost in the aisle and learn a little bit more about the nutrition facts on the label. But, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, good, good intro in. (laughs) <laughs> yeah oh yeah <laughs> well uh yeah speaking to that i'd say to your sampler platter analogy it's what uh one might call in the biz awareness um mm-hmm. <laughs> it's how you get me but, to try bagel bites exactly later i don't like them <laughs> exactly now you know now you know um and i think this was a delectable little uh tasty treat um to what our appetites for set app and i feel like um yeah kind of kind of to your point Zach, I think the only thing that I take away from this that, um, you know, doesn't quite hit as hard is even even when I was remembering it, you know, we're, we're thinking about what to 
talk about and it's like oh was it an insurance company was it you know we weren't quite yeah. sure at the beginning and it was like oh but there was the snake it was really funny and i feel like again these are these are really made to like whet your appetite really and i think um they really do fall from the direct tv uh tree here again it's just like um action results um these are all about the setup you know in in so much of it you know again what's the most ridiculous situation um that we can have someone get distracted in and walk away in the middle of something really important i thought it i could have thought maybe something would have been funny if like someone had been like doing surgery or like some other oh, god <laughs> but like it could take this that's where direction. my mind went immediately but um i i love how they were able to you know construct these really funny um setups and carry it through i mean it's shot really well too you know shout out to biscuit and and whatnot um for putting together i think some some pretty good looking spots um but um you know, I, I really enjoyed it. And it and it's good, again, to see more funny stuff um, on TV a little bit. Um, you know, it feels like people have been holding out a little bit. We got this. We got the uh, the shout out Mullen um, Corona Snoop ads as well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, hopefully hopefully things are getting a little bit lighter as we go on. But yeah, I, I mean, I really enjoyed these uh, super creative fun. I think also too, you can carry this concept into the future. So, mm -hmm. you know, maybe we'll see more iterations of, uh, of the, uh, set app set up, uh, in the future, but yeah, dig it. And, uh, you know, it kind of, it kind of did what it was supposed to. So. Yeah. I think you, I think, I think you nailed it on the head kind of encapsulating just the one, the one thing I could knock it for was like you said, was it, when we were talking, was it an insurance company or trying to remember exactly what they are was tough because they they get a lot more into what they do. And you that's the takeaway, which is good. Uh -huh. But we're not I'm not quite remembering what they are. So it, it could have just been one more sentence or a tweak sentence that I think could have helped in that sense. And again, I'm being hypercritical um, because that's our job on here. But that would be the one thing that I think they could improve upon if they were to improve anything. But yeah, like I said, tying. I haven't I haven't laughed like this in a long time and they're they're hilarious. <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think the I mean, dear lord, I hope the days of the solemn empty streets with piano music are behind us and uh <laughs> I think it's good to see. I mean, like look, like the world's moved on. It's interesting too. Like this is a global campaign and other than like South America and the US, like most like a good amount of countries are able to kind of start turning the corner and look to the future with a little bit more positively, uh, a positivity than maybe the kind of the North American continent and the South American continent. So I think like, look, like you got to take that in mind too. And you see these, like, these are global spots, like not everyone's in the same place. And it's nice to see brands having the guts to be like, you know, I think people need a laugh right now. People have been inside too long. People have been doing the same thing too long. Let's be funny about it you know so it's good to see and i think i think we're turning that corner we've been <laughs> doing this we've been seeing it kind of go up kind of go down a little bit like the stock market just back and forth back and forth i think we're starting to kind of hit a, a a positive uh line here um speaking of positivity though uh epic games has a uh, kind of made an interesting attempt here to, to positively piss off the two biggest tech companies in the world and uh i think we want to get into that and how they promoted it um Apple has kind of been in some hot water on and off the last year or so, maybe a little longer. Uh, I believe there's been some 
lawsuits in Europe over it. And uh, even here in the US, there's been discussions about it as far as monopolistic practices. Um, Apple takes a 30% cut of any in-app payments from apps in their app store. So if you have, um, I don't know, say like farm, like some, some farming game, right? Or like some game you have, you want to get like a DLC, you want to get coins, you want to be able to buy new stuff. So you pay like $10 to get a thousand coins, right? Well, Apple gets $3 of that. Essentially, that's the very basic level of it uh, as, as a right to do business in their store. Um, there are companies that can get around this. For example, companies like Spotify, who technically have a presence outside of the app and have a website, have a, a program for the computers where you can pay a subscription service directly to them. But for anyone who signs up for a subscription service through the app store, I believe Spotify loses some of that money. So there's been kind of a fight between app developers and Apple to kind of figure out like those companies don't want to lose that 30% cut uh, and Apple doesn't want to lose it either. So what Fortnite did is they kind of in, in Epic Games as their parent company kind of strategically planned to implement a in-app purchasing part of the Fortnite mobile game on the app store um, so that you can purchase directly through Fortnite. And in doing so, it caused Fortnite to get banned and dropped from the App Store, uh, to which Epic then pretty much immediately came out with a 1984 parody ad. If those of you who don't know the 1984 Apple ad, it's done by Shiat Day. <clears throat> it was meant to show Apple as this rebel against the kind of IBM Orwellian conspiracy conglomerate company. Um, and it was meant to show like, this is the last chance for creativity to survive. Are you going to choose IBM or are you going to choose Apple? So what Fortnite has done is they've flipped it now where you've got all the Fortnite characters in the black and white world. You've got an Apple with uh, a chunk bitten out of it and a worm crawling out of it with matrix like sunglasses on the black and white screen talking about business and all that. And then you've got the Fortnite character with the unicorn, uh, staff and they throw it, breaks the screen and gets up and runs away. And then it flashes up on the screen with the copy epic games has defied the app store monopoly in retaliation apple's blocking fortnite from a billion devices join the fight to stop 2020 from becoming 1984 uh, with a hashtag free fortnite and uh you know i would say that it hasn't quite worked for epic games yet considering they're now also being sued by google and it's going to be really interesting to see where this pans out um especially because this has huge implications like epic being a a huge game developer. It's not just Fortnite that's at stake at this point. It's pretty much all their games. And and it's going to kind of set a precedence for the rest of the industry. It'll be interesting to see how that pans out from a spot standpoint. Pretty fucking ballsy uh, to, to do a parody of like this. And it's clearly planned. I mean, you don't just launch something like that immediately after getting sued. They knew it was going to happen. And and I, I don't know. I respect the play, even if I don't know if it'll work out for them in the long run. It's... um. It's certainly got everyone talking about them, and it's it's certainly made a point and and furthered the conversation around these kind of, I mean, strictly speaking, monopolistic practices. So I'm all for that. So what do you think, Zach? Dude, <laughs> the bravery, the like, <laughs> the, the, when I first saw this, I was like, they did what? Like, <laughs> are you serious? Epic Games ripped off of one of the most famous ads of all time to piss off the biggest company or the richest company in the world. It was quite ballsy of them, I will say. And that I think that was the first thing that just, that just popped into my mind when I saw this. And, and 
I just I'm just very impressed that they decided they wanted to take on Apple, who has literally a limitless amount of funds, you know, and I think the reason that they're doing it is is interesting as well. And I think they've got at least some sort of a case or I think it's at least a point of discussion. Um, But yeah, and the fact that they just did it in such a way using the 1984 ad, which like from a consumer standpoint, I'm sure a lot of the kids that are watching this ad won't get the reference um and they probably haven't seen the original ad i don't think that means the ad doesn't work i think it still does a good job of positioning apple as big brother and you still get the idea that apple is the bad guy in this spot and and fortnite is the hero so you still get that so i think from a consumer standpoint it's still working uh to to do that and to get people on board with the the message that they're promoting at the end but just the fact that it's going against apple and and anyone at Apple who has seen this or leadership or anyone who is, who is watching this and just watching your own tactic get used against you, especially when it was so core to like their survival and their entire message of being when they, when this first came out is just, God, that has to hurt. Like that is a punch right in the face. Like, mm-hmm. And that's just the one thing that I was like, Oh my goodness. Like it, it, they, they just did it in such an expertly crafted way where it's like a shot for shot like parody of the original spot and it fits the exact same line like they're literally showing apple become the one thing that they decided they didn't want to be you know or they position themselves they 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 rose to fame in being the the anti big brother and and they just became the big brother and yeah. like i was reading another article on ad age about this like kids that play fortnite are smashing ipads like oh. cracking screens like it's like people are pissed and when was the last time people were that mad at apple ever you well, know that's what i the mean funny like, thing is, right like crazy. Yeah. It, it's it's apple has not been an underdog for like a long years time. decades <laughs> before <laughs> the iphone came out yeah like, exactly. since yeah. 2008 but it has that reputation of the the plucky creative company that everyone loves and i think everyone knows it's no longer an underdog but even even if you look at like the tech monopoly suits and the hearings in congress and all that like apple is grouped into them but apple's always kind of been like off on the side kind of not really getting involved you know they've had i remember at ces a couple years ago they had the uh, what happens on iphone stays on iphone campaign really touted privacy and this has kind of led them right back into the thick of, it, of what's been happening in Europe is now being called into to question here as well. It's it's I, I agree. It's from a business standpoint. I don't know if it'll work out for Epic, but I appreciate to your point, Zach, like the the balls and the the clearly a lot of thought process that went into planning this out strategically yeah. and, and having everything ready to go, because it is they've 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 if nothing else, they have tarnished Apple's reputation as the underdog yep yeah 100 percent. like like i said there's that and i, I think, think it'll the, matter the long term but it's significant it probably right now. Won't. but right at least right now it's bringing it to people's attention and like yeah for once apple is not the the hero or the cool guy which is which is weird to, to mm-hmm. yeah you know it's I, a, I that's the like, place we haven't been it, exactly and i feel like you know over the past you know year two years we've seen you know we've seen people get mad at Facebook, you know, after Cambridge Analytica and whatnot. We saw, you know, people get mad at Amazon this year over, you know, how they were treating the people in the warehouses and, you know, all of the worries and concerns with COVID and whatnot. 
And, you know, Google has had a search monopoly for, you know, 20 years, you know, and uh, but, you know, we don't really talk about Apple because, you know, Tim Cook, he's kind of, you know, a, a more he's not as maybe lovable per se, but he's very uh, inoffensive, I would say for sure. Um, and he, you know, he kind of puts a kind face on the company, I think, in a lot of ways, um, especially as you mentioned, Trent, in those hearings. But Apple itself, you know, they just became the first two trillion dollar company in the U.S. What two weeks ago? Yeah, and, and they almost, went from one trillion to two trillion in two years. Exactly, and almost over, you know, I think sixty to seventy percent of that next trillion came literally during this pandemic. You know, and I think people are really starting to take note of that. And I think, you know, we talk about maybe this not making a super huge impact on Apple, but, you know, Apple's getting hit with this. And then also um, the Trump administration's ban of WeChat as well um, could actually really end up hurting them in the Chinese market, too, because pretty much everyone in China uses WeChat. Um, and if there's some sort of ban on it in the U.S., that could really affect um, a lot of Chinese people buying iPhones afterwards. Um, so, I mean, I think that Apple is really going to have to start dealing with some of these issues um, just in the sense of their app store and how they kind of manage what goes into your phone. Um, but that's kind of the thing is like whether or not this will really make that much of a difference. And I mean, I think kudos to Epic. They're really trying to rally support behind this. Um, as, as you mentioned, Trent, I mean, obviously this is all planned out. They I'm sure had that spot done, you know, a week before they even, um, you know, added in the uh, in-app purchases and whatnot. Um, but since then they've kind of rolled out a few other things. And actually I was just looking um as we live and breathe this uh, this morning, as we record, um, there's actually a hashtag free Fortnite uh, cup going on. So there's a tournament going on, um, and they're giving away anti Apple prizes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll see how that goes. They've also created a pretty funny um, kind of riffing off of the the classic Apple Think Different um, with the multicolored Apple, uh, you know, logo at top, and it says Think Different. Um, this has a multicolored llama head up top and it says free Fortnite underneath it. <laughs> so um, it's really interesting to see, you know, if Apple kind of loses maybe some of that positive sentiment with a younger generation, we could see, you know, people slowly kind of eroding that that great brand. I mean, the strongest brand image in the world, I think, still at this point, as evidenced by how valuable their company is. but. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we could start to see that erode, you know, again, these tech companies have grown so far and so fast, you know, eventually you hit a plateau. Um, so we'll see, we'll see where it goes from here. See if Apple can, can fight this off. Cause again, it, it's hard to see how they really push against this without making some pretty major consent concessions in their, uh, their business model here. Yeah. But, yeah. And I mean, 30, you know, Sorry. You hop in, Zach. I was going to say 30% is a lot. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing is it's like, if this was 10%, I think they'd have no, like Fortnite would have no chance. You know, that's not going to matter. You know, mm -hmm. like that doesn't seem like a lot, but 30% seems like a, a big chunk of the, the payment to take. 
Um, and I think in two ways that's that's beneficial to them. One, they're not fighting it for their own. I mean, they are fighting it for their own business gain, but they're trying to lower costs for or lower the price for consumers. They're not just trying to have Apple take less of their profits and keep the price the same. They're trying to to lower the the cost of of um, or the price of these in-app purchases altogether by shaving off some of that 30%. So they're trying to pass it on to consumers, which I think adds another layer of intrigue are, are they? to a consumer. That's what it says in the, in the, in the, on the uh, homepage or on the free Fortnite page. Apple okay. is keeping prices high so they can collect 30% of your payments and blocking Fortnite in order to prevent, to prevent Epic from passing on the savings from direct payments to you. Interesting. So that's, yeah, that's I mean, how if they do that, then that'd in, be good. Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of what their whole their whole reasoning for doing this direct payment thing was, at least based on this. Like I said, I'm sure it's benefiting them as well, but they're trying to lower prices for consumers. And so it gives consumers another reason to actually be interested in this. And two, like I said, like 30% seems like a lot. I wonder if Apple will will actually give up a little bit of it. Like I wonder if I wonder if if they win and it drops down to like 20 like I wonder, one, I think that would save Apple's image immediately if if they were both happy with it, if both sides were happy with it. But I wonder if there's, I would be curious to know what the reason that thirty percent is the number that they've decided is justifiable is. You know, because I don't know. That sounds like a lot. I'm curious if it actually is a lot. You know, I'm curious if it's genuinely Apple being greedy and saying you need us, so we're going to be monopolistic and charge thirty percent and tack on that fee, or if there's a genuine reason that 30% seems justified. Be interested to know that. I mean, I think that the argument that they've always made is, again, it's like, okay, we're giving you access to, again, as as Fortnite said, a billion, a billion devices. Um, And I think, I think it's interesting when you, you know, we're talking about, okay, they're, they're trying, you know, Epic's trying to fight this battle against Apple, because again, it's like, you think about Apple, and these companies is like people like them, you know, like mm-hmm. people like them so much that you have to kind of turn sentiment against them. You know, they don't do it by sheer force of the monopoly themselves, but they, you know, um, you kind of have to rally the support against that. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, if you look at like Spotify, right, is is an interesting case of like, I mean, Epic really could have done this, but instead they chose to take it head on. Um, but like Spotify, I remember it used to be $10 a month and up to 13 mainly because of the fact that they wanted to get that $3 back from Apple. Um, and then, of course, once they did that in 2014, uh, Apple a year later announces Apple Music priced at $10 a month. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it, that, that's where the, the monopolistic practice comes in. Um, and uh, you either make the company, competing company, lower their profit margin or you kind of price gouge them <laughs> when they raise it. And uh, I think it's interesting, like Spotify, though, can still get people to sign up online. You know what I mean? They just can't. Spotify can't tell people to not pay through their app, um, which is a little bit tough. I think, you know, when you had like the App Store coming out, like obviously Android is a bigger phone platform globally. But I think especially in the U.S., the App Store being such a new thing that everyone wanted to get in on, I think no one really questioned it at first. Um, And you think about like credit card companies that take like a 3% cut. uh, I don't think 
Apple could ever drop that low. I think that's too much of a disruption to their business, but it, it feels like it's going to, at some point here in the next year or so, need to equalize out uh, mm. somewhere in the middle. Yeah, because, I mean, that's the thing, too, that you talk about, Trent, is, I mean, they so much more of their business is now based off of these service charges and fees now that... Mm-hmm. You know, iPhone sales have slowed down a little bit and most likely will continue to slow down as we, you know, move into a global recession. But, um, you know, so exciting. Yeah, I know. Right. But we'll <laughs> it, it, it we'll is interesting. As we move into a global recession, <laughs> tune in, tune in next week on 2020 dot, dot, dot. to find out. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, sorry, go ahead, Trent, if you had something. I was just going to. Oh, I was going to I was going to wrap it. But oh, I was just going to say I was just the one the one more thing. I mean, I think if any company has the means, we've talked a lot about like reliance on the App Store versus other revenue streams and Epic Games and Fortnite is one of those companies, one of those games that has the other revenue streams from the other consoles and from PC gaming. So they 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 don't rely solely on the app store, and I think that's a benefit to them in this case. One because obviously their game is still able to be played; they're still able to remain relevant as as best they can outside of the app store, uh, and they they're obviously still making money. You know, like getting taken off the app store isn't completely destroying their entire business and their entire revenue stream, and so I think that gives them a unique position to at least have a chance to fight this fight. You know. Where if, if you were like, if you were 100% reliant on app store purchases to make your revenue, to generate revenue, uh, you'd be done for when they blocked your app from the store. You know, like, what are you going to do? You can't do anything. You just have to, you have to buy into it. Mm-hmm. But, but Epic Games and Fortnite has a chance because they have other revenue streams, because they operate on Xbox and PlayStation and PC and all of these other and switch, you know, like they've got other places where, where they're generating revenue and, and people are able to enjoy uh, the game and, 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 you know, get involved in their content and, and, and be a part of this world. And I think that's going to be a benefit to them that might give them at least a shot against the $2 trillion Apple. (laughs) Yeah. It's, I, I mean, that's like the, I don't know, again, like, I guess to kind of wrap up, like, we're getting into the business side of things, I think a little more than we usually do, but I think, I think it's, um, I think it's just a testament to adverse, like advertising is not just like, we have product, you don't know you want it yet. We make you buy like, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it, it really is like a, a, a strategic tool that companies can use to further conversation. I mean, if Epic had just sued them, we would be talking about it, but you wouldn't be having the average gamer be psyched about it in the same way you wouldn't have the kids would be smashing ipads yeah you wouldn't be having the broader commentary around it like and i think like it's again it's just a strategic move and i think it's it's cool you know it shows that i think advertising can be a really powerful tool uh to further conversation and i think again that's what just with anything you need to continue to do is further conversation around things that need to change and this is the app store and this is a financial thing and it's not nearly as significant or important as anything else in the world. But I think it shows again, you know, (laughs) you can use advertising in a pretty powerful way and uh, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out and it'll be interesting to see how much this ad and the PR that's come from it 
will have an impact. I think, you know, I'll, I'll leave it with this, you know, uh, Ridley Scott, the you know famous Hollywood guy who directed the original one, uh, is not a fan of the parody, unfortunately. Um, not very impressed. He said, quote, it's cool, but it would have been energy better spent if there was a genuine social purpose tied to ripping off the ad. So even he's not super fond of uh, it being used for a money dispute. But uh, hey, you know, mm-hmm. I think it's a testament to creativity that you can have something like the Apple spot that is still so relevant today, even if it's relevant in a negative context for Apple. Mm-hmm. But And I think if anything, too... We're we're only talking about the negatives of Apple. We're not talking about the negatives of Epic. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, like it's a trash game uh, for yeah. one. <laughs> wow, <laughs> zero subs. Oh, oh man, watching the number tick down right now. No, yes. <laughs> half of our audience. Thankfully, our audience is a little older. Yeah, but uh, you know, <laughs> no, it's it's good. It's you know. Yes, good. Um, it's a little emerald nut throwback for those of you who are the super fans. Um, but we're going to wrap it up here. That's it. That's what we got. So we'll be back again in two weeks. And, uh, you know, we'll keep trucking along. Excited to uh, have you back once again. But thanks for listening. If you want to donate a little bit of funds, kind of in a Patreon sense, we have a link on our anchor page to help us out month to month. And uh, you can also sub to us on YouTube, which we're working on getting the logistics of filming these shows up and running and hope to be able to do that in the near future. But yeah, that's all we got. Uh, Is Cole, you want to you want to lead us out? Well, ladies and gentlemen, hope you've enjoyed this episode of Salad and have an ad-tastic week. Boom. (laughs) 